It's the weekend. You can do anything you want. Volunteer at a homeless shelter. Work on a peace plan for the Middle East. Invent something truly useful like a machine that solves climate change while also picking up after your dog. But no, you've decided to spend your precious time on Earth listening to a bunch of white men talk over the top of each other. The world may be burning, but this is your me time. Welcome to Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. Yes, hello, welcome to the weekend and another Platinum Edition of Radio Chaser. My name is Dom Knight. Coming up, we're going to look back at our first ever National Sicky Day, including some words from our Ambassador Mick Malloy. We're going to talk about the hospital that accidentally removed the wrong side of somebody's bowels and what everyone had to say about Israel Folau's incredibly lucrative $1.7 million fundraising. It's all coming up right here on Radio Chaser. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. This is very exciting. National Sicky Day. We launched it only... It was only last week we launched it. It's gone off, Charles. 106,000 people pledged to take Friday off thanks to the good work of Radio Chaser is, and NationalSickyDay.com. Isn't that kind of a big effort? 106,000 Yeah, people? people have been putting well, a lot of work into clicking. It sort of goes against the spirit. I think what, um, what has happened is we've accidentally organised a general strike of yeah. workers across Australia. That's why I'm wearing the union shirt, Charles. Oh, is I'm that inspired it? by you. Yeah. But wait a minute. You're ETU. Yeah. They don't work even when they're working. <laughs> so, look, the thing is, I, I guess... Gear there for the, for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want a cause that ordinary Australians are going to get behind, yeah. there's nothing like suggesting everyone take a sickie, is there? Well, this is right. And in actual fact... The national media has started taking notice. I just got interviewed by the project. They're running a story on National Sicky <laughs> really? Day tonight. Yes! Yeah, which either means that, that the whole nation is behind you or that it's a very, very slow news day. But, Charles, this yeah. is your first first impact on society, and it's wholly negative. <laughs> that's, <right. laughs> oh, that's very Massive unfair. damage to the economy. Charles <laughs> has been working very, very hard. Yeah. Look, one of the great challenges we mm. had was trying to choose the ambassador. Yes, and and it's hard to find a good ambassador because what you need is somebody who embodies the values of yeah. National Sicky Day. Whose very name suggests being a bit slovenly and not not showing up. Yeah, and and most importantly, for le- you know, renowned for leaving your colleagues in the lurch. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, there was only one person really, wasn't there? Mick Malloy. Mick Malloy, of course. He's perfect. Has has actually agreed to be the ambassador for National Sicky Day. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Is he going to turn up? No, of course not. (laughs) But he did turn up to record this endorsement. Hi, Mick Malloy here. People always say to me, Mick, what's the key to your success? Mick, what's the key to your success? It's not because I'm so good looking. Oh, Mick. It's not because of my dapper sense of style. Oh, Mick. It's because I was prepared to stand up and take a lot of sickies. You heard me, sickies. Even when everyone around me was depending on me to turn up, I said... No. Oh, Mick. If there is one thing my incredible success has taught me, it's that no job is so important that it can't wait. Mick, get the f*** off the couch! If you're a firefighter, the fire will burn out eventually. (laughs) If you're a life-saving surgeon, those donated kidneys can easily sit on ice for another 24 hours. Come on. If you're an air traffic controller, Jane Kennedy can come in and cover for you. She does for me. Echo Bravo 361, coming into land. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm a radio presenter. So join me and thousands of other good-looking, successful celebrities and chuck a sickie on Friday the 28th of June. Go to nationalsickyday.com and pledge your support. 
Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Hey, Dommy. Charles, Chaz, look, if you've got health issues and you're on the Northern Beaches, you're in luck because things are really looking up at Northern Beaches Hospital. Really? This is this new hospital, right? Hmm. It's in French's Forest. And it had a few teething problems, you mm. remember? Like uh, there were the IT system kind of crashed and mm. the, the head nurse quit and then the doctors voted out the medical director because they, they didn't, didn't think she was good enough. Yeah, teething issues, as you say. Yeah. And, and also, didn't they also not have any doctors on the first few days? <gasps> That's right. No They've doctors. Got, yeah. <laughs> there was that thing yeah. of no doctors. Minor also, like, issues. People couldn't get into the hospital because the entrance is really confusing. Trivialities. in the Northern Beaches, which is a definite black mark against it. Hmm. Yeah. But, Dommy, look, that aside, things are now going really, really well at Northern Beaches Hospital. The the only thing that they've done wrong Mm. in the last uh, few days is that the surgeon accidentally removed the wrong side of a guy's bowel. (laughs) Oh, this this is good news. That means no one's going to want to go there anymore. So there'll be lots of non-doctors to serve you if you're sick. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Plenty of parking. (laughs) Is this one of these things where they got their left and their right confused? Because it happens all the time, like left, right. Oh, your left, my left. Yeah. Mm. North, south. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, it is confusing that whole left-right business. We have actually, I mean, the, the, in, in the hospital fairness, they're very open about it. They've actually released a, a recording of the operation, and I think it exonerates them. Take a listen. Okay, I'm at the bowel. Uh, which side do I take out, the left or right? Hold on, I'll check. It's either the left or right, right? Right. So if you take out the left, the right will be left. Right. No, left. Take out the left, right? Right. Take out the right. No, make sure the right is left. So you want the right left and the left right out? Right. Or is it left? Right. I got it right. It's not right. Well, which one is it? It's the left, right? I was just saying it was right, right? Because it's not right, it's left. Take the left right out. Right. Left. You sure that's right? No. No? Yeah, no. It's left, not right. That's right. So it's left? Yes, right. To take out the left. Okay, okay, okay. I'm taking out the left side of his bow. Right? Right. Right. Right! I've taken out the left. Oh, no, hang on. The x-ray was upside down. We should have been operating on his brain. Ah! Left or right? Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. National Siggy Day. There's lots to report about it. Mick Malloy signed on as an ambassador for this very great cause. Thanks, Mickey. And I went on the project, and I think I picked up that uh, Steve Price is also a supporter. Stupidly irresponsible, moronic idea. Have you ever taken a I ought to go and have a look in the mirror, those blokes. <laughs> no, never. I've been sick and had to take a day off last week, first time in 10 years. But that's a I moronic couldn't... idea to suggest people do that. Well, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Really? No. I mean, no. <laughs> I don't find it funny at all. You're in a great mood tonight, aren't you, mate? <laughs> Yeah, so Steve Price uh, had a bit of a pile on on our National Sicky Day. Well, I think that's fair enough because for many years now, Steve Price has made me genuinely ill, and I think he doesn't like people <laughs> mucking around in that space. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah I mean, I'd I'd love it if Steve Price didn't turn up to work much more often. Yeah, uh, I think he'd be doing a great community service if he chucked more ciggies. Well, uh, the people on Facebook uh, started uh, piling on as well. We got some amazing comments back about the, that piece that was on the project. Um, uh, Lorene said, what an irresponsible way to highlight an important topic. What was um, the important topic in the midst of it all? <laughs> I think was holding there, I sickies, know what the, having sickies. It's an important no, topic. There's no core of importance to your work, Firth. <laughs> um, Tracy said, who pays for your day off? 
the business, your employer, your colleagues left behind to do your work. Irresponsible, costly, and a small business killer. No joke. Thumbs down. Um, Ooh, right. And well, then, not, and, not, not on a flood of support for your idea, then, is there? Well, Donna says mostly bigger employees inst- insist on medical certificates on days bracketing weekends. Good luck with that. Which actually does raise an important point. Yeah, that oh, is yeah. a good point. Like, how do you get the medical how certificate? How do you get the medical certificate? You can't. I mean, doctors well, in this country have so much integrity. The GP system is very good in Australia. But, Dom, I heard you just yesterday say that you were a doctor. You're a doctor, aren't yeah. you? Oh, you are a doctor, aren't you, Dom? Ha- hang on. I'm, I am a doctor. I, I'm yeah. Dr. Dom, but... My doctorate is in creative writing. <laughs> I, oh, sure. I mean, you can make up an but, excuse. I'm very good but, at that. I'm, I've got a degree, but, but I'm but not a medical doctor. You're allowed to call yourself Dr. Dominic. Yeah. No, you're legally allowed. It's of not, course. I've got a yeah. doctorate. So you can, you can write. You can creatively write a doctor's oh, certificate. And let me just ask you this. Does our insurance uh, policy cover Fraud. anyone dying with <laughs> my, my medical certificates? If so, I'm, I'm on board. Well, I, I think it's a perfect idea. Want to chuck a sickie on Friday? Yes. But don't have a doctor's certificate to prove you were genuinely sick? Yes. Don't worry. We've just found out Dom is a qualified doctor. Yeah, I've got a doctorate. I mean, not in medicine, admittedly, but I am a doctor of arts, actually. And because Dom is not a medical doctor, you can easily fool him. Uh, I've got a sore throat. Mm. Now, I saw an episode of House Months where a sore throat turned out to be lupus. So you probably have lupus. I have a bit of a headache. Really? Not really. I just want the day off. Oh, well, let's call it chronic fatigue syndrome then. That works for other lazy people. Cool. I have a potentially fatal liver condition. Mm. Here, have a whiskey. That should help. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, my creative art studies didn't cover this. Simply head to nationalsickyday.com and download a Dr. Dom's Genuine Doctor's Certificate. But hurry, Dr. Dom won't stick around forever. Hey, guys, guess what? I've just been made head of surgery at Northern Beaches Hospital. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Yeah, so extraordinary uh, image floating around the internet of, uh, did you see this? Uh, an Australia Post employee was trying to deliver a parcel to somebody and the parcel ended up on the roof. <laughs> is that, is that the where hell? their letterbox is? Or? Well, no, it's not. Right, so he just chucked the parcel. Well, yeah, I, so apparently what machine. happens now is they're so pushed for time, these posties, that they just apparently throw the parcels from the street and hope that it gets somewhere near the thing. It's like a paper boy, but it's um, your uh, you valuable. You want to be receiving an aerobie frisbee in a parcel. <laughs> yeah, you end up three suburbs away. Well, it just goes to show, don't send bombs in the post. I've said it before. Although, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grenades. <laughs> but uh, no, but the post even left a note to the poor customers going, accidentally threw your parcel on top of the roof. My what? apologies. Use maybe broom to get it down. So <laughs> hang on, I would get it if there was a dog or yeah. something in the post. He was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ch- you know, chuck it." But how do you accidentally throw something on a roof? Well, the problem for this uh, poor customer was that um, she actually ordered a broom by post, and that got stuck <laughs> on the roof as well. Oh, no. Anyway, I I personally love watching the posties uh, deliver their post nowadays. Oh, isn't it thrilling? It is thrilling, and they've even turned it into a major sporting event. The 2019 Australia Post Shot Put, brought to you by Australia Post. 
The atmosphere is electric here at the Australia Post shop foot, where three posties are teeing off to see who can chuck a customer's parcel the furthest. Yes, the posties are limbering up on the footpath, stretching those parcel-chucking muscles. And Posty Kev is up first. Kev's got a soft express post package, possibly the T-shirts from the iconic inside. He stands... Aims and up the package goes. It's a textbook chuck and blop down it comes on the customer's front porch. It did damage some garden pansies on the way in, so that's three bonus points to Posty Kev. Now our second athlete, Posty Deborah, moves into position. Ooh, she's a good choice. I could see a Kogan label on that package, and that means electronic goods, nice and fragile. Let's see if it survives intact. She lobs the parcel, and oh, it's a highway! What incredible scenes here as the parcel arcs completely over the customer's roof and lands in their backyard swimming pool. That's a record-breaking parcel chuck from Posty Deborah. And bad news for the customer's Kogan headphones. Well, it could be all over for our third player. It's Posty Phil with one of those small folding CD boxes no one uses anymore. He squares up. But, oh, what's this? Oh, it's a very unorthodox move. Yes, Posty Phil is not chucking the package. In fact, he's walking to the ladder box and gently inserting the parcel. Well, this breaks every rule of Australia Post delivery. The ref's not happy. This is the Australia Post version of the underarm bowl. He sends Posty Phil off with a red card. And fittingly, it's one of those red cards a Posty leaves when they pretend you're not home for a parcel. Radio Chaser. Everyone is talking about Izzy Falau. Um, GoFundMe shut down his uh, fundraiser yesterday just because of the whole thing of them not wanting to endorse, you know, hate speech and all that. But he's bounced back. Uh, he set up a fundraiser on the Australian Christian Lobby mm. website, which I know is my bookmark when I open <laughs> my browser. Um, and he's, he's raised more than $1.7 million mm. so far. You know what I heard uh, they're actually crowdfunding to, to do this what? time around? is they want to build an enormous needle so that Israel Folau can actually drive his camel through the needle and pass oh, into the kingdom of heaven. I see a little biblical yeah. reference there. Yeah. I didn't know hey. you read the Bible, Charles. Yeah. I don't know that Israel has either, frankly, you know, given some of the things he said recently. But look, it is the only thing people are talking about. Mm. Religious freedom, should he be allowed to play again? And look, everyone's got an opinion. Here's what they said. About Israel Folau's $1.7 million fundraising. Glenn Davies, Archbishop of Sydney. And the Lord said unto his disciples, Thou shalt do lots of persecuting, and then crowdfund thy legal defence on the holy internet. Fred Nile, politician and bigot. If I'd known you could earn $1.7 million in a day by being horrible to gay people, wait, where's my $1.7 million? Maria Falau, professional netballer and Israel's missus. God has sent us so much money through this fundraiser. I think he wants us to go on a ski trip to Aspen too. Martin Isles, chair of the Australian Christian Lobby. We are so pleased to host Izzy's appeal on our website. It's the only time anyone's ever wanted to visit our website. Israel Falau, self-perceived victim. I'm uh, humbled by this support. I'm the luckiest multimillionaire ever to own six houses. God, deity. 1.7 million for a rich <laughs> Have none of you read the f***ing Bible? That's what they said. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. There's this wonderful list of hotel secrets, dirty hotel secrets that's come out on the internet. Have you seen this, Tommy and Charles? I hope not, because I no. want to take you through it. 
want to take you through it. This is like uh, BuzzFeed has, has asked, uh, you know, people who work in hotels to share some of the uh, the naughty stuff that hotels do that Ooh. nobody knows about. And um, I, I just I just want you to, hit, I just want you to know about these things. I, I'm sharing it further as a community service. Um, look, here's one. What do you reckon happens if somebody dies in a hotel room at this person's hotel that they work at? Ooh, so you wouldn't want uh, other guests to see a body bag You're being right. taken yeah, out. No, that, that is, yeah. The, the the process is we get rid of, quote, we get rid of the body and then get the room booked again ASAP. Oh, well, I'm thinking laundry wow. basket. Just jump in the laundry basket, yes. lean it over the top. Very <laughs> respectful. And then we get at Bernie's, just put it on top of your car. Cart it to the local funeral funeral home. Yeah, whatever. Well, you can't take it down in the lift, really, no, can you? No. I mean, service lift. Yeah. Just well, chuck it out now, the window. The d- <laughs> <laughs> These, what do you reckon? This I didn't know. Because if you think about what's the dirtiest part of your hotel room, <laughs> it's actually some really small things. Um, so small you can hold it in your hand. Oh, it's well, not the TV remote. It is. Yes, isn't it? Oh, I've yeah, always thought that's dirty. Yeah. This person says it never gets cleaned ever, the TV remote. Yes. And, oh, you can just imagine what. Oh, yes. Oh, horrible. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The, the, another small thing that they reckon that no one thinks about, <laughs> of course, is the, and people handle this a lot, is the key. The oh, room yeah. Key. Um, this, this hotel worker said, uh, I've had keys returned covered in snot, mud, Unknown bodily fluids. <laughs> I don't know what the unknown ones are. But well, I think you know what it is if Donald Trump's been at your hotel. What condition <laughs> would you have that would require you putting snot on keys? Like, well, how does that work? I guess if you don't have a tissue, and <laughs> you want to go for a bit I, of just, an excavation. Just imagining, like, if you use the room keys for one of those cards, if you use it to, I don't know, divide a certain substance that goes up your nose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah or, if or maybe if you're like sort of n- nude and you just want to walk around the hotel room and, you, and you've, your hands are full and you've got a swipe card, you need to store it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's another one. Now, this is a good tip, actually. If you um, if you're unbelievably rude, this is a true thing. Hotels keep a uh, beware of this guest list. Oh, and not only that, they actually share it. Um, like this person says, every hospitality establishment within thirty miles will know if you behave like a like a jerk at the desk. All oh, right, yeah. So, so, does, so don't take any corpses. How does there. Dom ever get into a hotel yeah, anywhere? This explains why yeah. Dommy's always asking for my sofa. Because <laughs> uh, no one will let you stay in the hotel. Andrew, I wouldn't. I wouldn't lick your TV remote, mate. <laughs> Radio Chaser Platinum Edition. So when the residents of Mascot Tower first uh, got told that their building was basically unlivable, and they all had to, and they had a million dollar levy, special levy on their stratosphere. Sorry, Charles, did you just say Mascot Tower? Yeah, because I thought a, a few days ago it was called Mascot Towers. Plural. Yeah, how did you come down? No, no, no. There's only one left. There's only standing. one left. Yeah, yeah. Is it that bad? Yeah. Well, this is the this is the point. They got this terrible sinking feeling uh, when they got told about the thing. Turns out that's true. The the whole towers are sinking. Yeah, no, I, right. I saw in the news today that engineers have quote identified a new issue. That's a good thing to hear. Yeah, about that's right. But apparently, stuff. all of the ones around there uh, are, are sinking. It's not just yeah, well, it's got towers now, and, and not not just that, mm. but the developers mm. have got other other projects that they're making around Sydney too. Oh, really? Is that like what getting free money out of the government? Is that their well, their I other business? Oh, so, yes, yeah. yes. I, yeah. I assume that's what it is. In fact, in fact, have a listen to the government approval meeting. This is how it went. All right. 
Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Are you the developers who did Mascot Towers? Yes, 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 that, yes, that's us. Come on in. Just mind that piece of collapsed ceiling. Uh, take a seat. Thank you. Ah! The chair collapsed. Yes, we designed furniture too. Now, uh, what can I do for you? Well, look, I'm from the government and I'm here to assess all the building plans you've submitted. Too easy. Well, here's a model of the latest. Now, this building is our most ambitious design to date. That's a tower made of Lego. Well, as I said, it's ambitious. I mean, the actual building will be more like this. That's a tower made of Duplo. Yes, yes, closer to our skill level. And it just fell apart. Yes. Well, congratulations, sir. The government would love to approve your next projects. Oh, the apartments at Hillsdale, you mean? No, rebuilding Sydney's stadiums. They don't need to last very long anyway. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. So the other day, Dom mentioned that he has this high-tech house... And he's bought these light bulbs that you can control with your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I thought, that sounds really cool. And I, I went out and I bought some light bulbs to um, try and make them work like yours. Yeah, to join the tech revolution. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. To join the tech revolution so you can control your light bulb with your smartphone. Anyway, the, the light bulb last night stopped working. And I looked up the instructions and it said, you just got to reset the light bulb. Now, I've never... How do you reset a light bulb? Well, it turns out there's a whole YouTube video that you have to look up if you want to reset the light bulb. Start with your bulb off for at least five seconds. Then turn on the bulb for eight seconds. Turn off for two seconds. Easy. Turn on for eight seconds. (laughs) Turn off for two seconds. Turn on for eight seconds. Turn off for... For two seconds. Hang on. Turn on for eight seconds. <laughs> Honestly, true. Turn off yeah. for two seconds. Yeah. Turn no. on for eight seconds. <laughs> Turn off for two seconds. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is totally true. The bulb will flash on and off three times to show that the reset was successful. It's successful. If it doesn't, your bulb may be running on an older version of firmware <laughs> oh, no. and will need to try the second factory reset process, yeah. which is designed for C by GE bulbs with this package yeah. or for firmware version 2.7. Yeah, which, which actually, uh, like the, the second way of doing it, you can see why they made it the first way, because the second way is even more complicated and yeah. difficult. We should note also that video, um, it actually had the pauses for like eight seconds. Yeah. We had to cut them out because yeah. it was too boring. But it's extraordinarily difficult. But they but they also, in the manual, they even have instructions on how to count seconds properly so that it actually you're accurate oh, enough. Oh, wow. So there's a it Mississippi technique? Yeah, they or, said or? use the Mississippi technique so that you can get the right amount of <laughs> seconds. <laughs> This Ma- sounds like the, mo- the most difficult way to switch on a light that I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard. It doesn't really feel like they've got the smart part of the smart yeah. bulb down, How does it? Yeah, so, anyway, so, well, I worked out how to turn off the bulb because that was the problem for me, which is I just smashed it on the ground. <laughs> it's fine. Works really well for eight seconds. And then I smashed it on the wall for two seconds. Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Ah. Poor old school kids, they've got, they've got to knuckle down to the grindstone with these new laws. Draconian laws just come in in Victoria, in the state of Victoria, and the rest of Australia might be following because yeah, well, they think it's a good idea. Well, mobile phones are being banned from all schools, uh, like primary and secondary schools. What? No more mobile banned. phones. Totally really? banned. You're not allowed to have a mobile phone at all, not in class, not uh, at lunchtime. I disagree with this ban. Like, mm-hmm. ha- how else? You know, like if I need to fix the Wi-Fi at home... I've got to call my son to 
get him to explain how to do it. And what's a bigger <laughs> life skill these days, algebra or texting? Yes. <laughs> that's, tr- that's so true. I mean, they're, I mean, they're literacy. The only way they write is through the instant messages. Like, or talk. Yes. They're going to have to learn to sort of the, learn the English language coming out their mouth ah. in, instead of uh, instead of out a, a text. Look, uh, you know, but these kids, uh, you know, I don't know what they're going to do because kids are not going to find any way around this strict ban on phones. Take a listen to this classroom. Good morning, Year 6. We're going to be really productive today because from now on, mobile phones in class are banned. So there's no more chatting to your friend. OK, let's begin now. Uh, is this triangle an isosceles or a right-angled triangle? Oh, wait, uh, Madison Butler, what are you doing? Just chatting to my friend with my laptop. I said you're not allowed to do that. It's not a phone, it's a laptop. Yes, well, you know, the department didn't think of that, so just, you know, p- put it away. Now, <clears throat> this triangle. Now, Madison, what are you up to now? Just chatting to my friend on my iPad. Oh, God. It's not a phone. Give it here. <clears throat> now, this triangle. Yeah, Madison, what in shit's name are you doing this time? Chatting to my friend on my phablet. Your phablet? What the fuck is a phablet? It's a phablet. It's one of those devices straddling the size format of phones and tablets that were briefly popular in 2013. OK, look, just just, just stop chatting, all right? I'm, I'm begging you. Sorry, sir. Right, OK. Now, now this triangle... Do- oh, Madison! I'm writing a note on a piece of paper and secretly passing it to my friend. Ooh, that's a new one. Radio Chaser. Platinum Edition. You're listening to Radio Chernobyl. We didn't start the fire. And that was also the name of the last song. Radioactive. Quick update on the weather. Heavy fallout raining down around town today, so make sure you pack your lead raincoat. Radio Chernobyl. Now let's go to traffic with Boris Shevchenko in the Triple M Mission Chopper. Yeah, a lot of abandoned cars out on highway coming into Chernobyl as usual, but if we just I'll fly over the reactor core here and, ah, oh, yes, blades of this helicopter are melting and we are about to collapse into deathly inferno. Run- Radioactive. Thanks, Boris. Okay, our phone topic for today is do you have any limbs left? If you do, give us a call on one triple three five three, and the best caller wins an iodine tablet. Just take one today and stave off your body's fatal radiation poisoning for just a little longer. And it's all thanks to the good people at Iodine. Iodine! And our switchboard is in meltdown, just like rest of town. Let's go to first caller. Yes, Vlad, which limb have you still got? Oh, it's not my own limb, but I asked my neighbor if he could lay in me a hand. So now I've got his. Oh, great story, Vlad. Keep the calls coming. Now we play song, A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall, which is also Chernobyl weather forecast. Oh, Radio Chaser, Platinum Edition. Uh-huh.